Toronto Maple Leafs getting ready. Teeing up. Arizona Coyotes. Before the break, we were talking about sore losers. I put Tyson Nash in there. He's not leaving the game without taking a pop at you, a little hack, something. <laughs> Just, if you're going to lose, let him know you're there. Tyson Ash joining us now. What's up, boys? How we doing? You got that right. <laughs> I couldn't hurt. I, I couldn't hurt him on the. I couldn't hurt him on the score sheet. So I had to. I would chirp their grandma, their mom, their sister. It didn't matter. They were going to know I played in that game. Are, are, is that what's going to happen against the the Leafs tonight for the Coyotes? Just let them know you're there. Bleed all over them. Let them know you're there. <laughs> Yeah, they might not win. Uh, probably a good chance they won't. But uh, but they're they're absolutely they're they're gamers. They they got some guys. They got some grit. They got some uh, some 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 sandpaper. I like it. That's awesome. Well, we're trying to set the stage for the uh, the game tonight. What what should the Leafs be expecting? What's going on with the Coyotes? The, the status of affairs of uh, of Arizona and their season so far. Well, believe it or not, you know, you look at the standings, you, you look at every stat known to man, goals against, goals for, all that stuff. It's not pretty. Um, but this is one team, I, I can promise you, uh, that gives you everything you can handle. They, they battle. Um, you know, they, they got some grit, as I, as I mentioned. Uh, this is a Bill Armstrong team. Obviously, they don't have the talent uh, in their lineup. Uh, they're having a lot of issues scoring goals at, at times this year. Uh, goaltending was an issue at the start of the season. Um, but they're, they're playing better hockey as of late. I think they've got points in three of their last four games. They are getting some goals uh, for, from the guys that are supposed to, are paid to, to score goals, the, the Clayton Kellers, the Phil Kessels. So it's, it's starting to come together. Uh, it's taken some time. A lot of new faces in this lineup, as you guys know. I think there's 15 or 16 new bodies uh, in this lineup, new coaching staff uh, you know, to, uh, to a great extent. Uh, so it does take some time, but they're figuring it out. Tyson, you look at the Arizona Coyotes and what they've gone through and what they continue to go through. This is a lineup, I think, to just to to, to plug holes. I think the, the thought and the idea is, if I'm not uh, mistaken, is to get to a certain place where you can compete again. And I don't know what that is. You tell me, is it two, three years? Is it, uh, again, going through the draft? I know... Uh, a good soldier over the years, like Ekman Larson was was there, signed long term, gone. Is is a guy like Jacob Chikrin next to get to that two or three years from now place? Well, I think the big thing is is ever since I've been here, which is a long, long time, it's been uh, you know it's been a it's been a rebuild or a partial rebuild. Um, you know, they just haven't done a complete tear it down. Uh, you know, start from scratch, rebuild. They re- they really haven't, and and they need to do that because, as you guys know, there's nothing worse as a fan, uh, as anyone, a broadcaster, as watching a mediocre team, and that's what this team has been for a long time. And you look at the ownership groups that they've gone through, the bankruptcies, the general manager turnover, uh, what John Chica has left this team with, uh, what Bill Armstrong has gone out and and done, and you know, to to recoup those draft picks, so. I think it had to happen, and if you're going to do it, you have to blow it right up. And the way this Coyotes team is built right now, the way they're losing is completely by design. And I think it's probably going to be at least three or four years uh, in the making, uh, but I can promise you, as you guys know, I mean, we've never had the 
Ovechkins and the Malkins right. and the Crosbys and the Matthews. We don't have any of those players. We don't have any of those players because we've been mediocre. We always think we're a playoff team and we're not. So instead of, you know, finishing dead last and, and getting uh, a high pick, you know, you're picking, you know, ninth, 10th, 11th. So you're getting the Martin Handles, you're getting the Mikel Bodkers, you're getting the Kyle Turrises, and you don't win championships and you don't have franchise players with draft picks like that. Yeah, and I admire that too. It makes a lot of sense to, you know, grab a guy at the top of the draft and someone you can really sell, and that, that should be exciting for fans there. So what is it that brought the Coyotes to this point in terms of John Chaika's time there? You know, how do people reflect on the job he did in his tenure with the Coyotes organization? Well, I, I think, you know, there were some moves that, that he made, uh, and I think he was kind of, uh, playing with fool's gold that, you know, he, he thought we were a contender. I mean, and at times, you know, a team can do that to you. They they tease you. You dangle the carrot in front of you, and all of a sudden you're like, all right, we're there. We're, we're way ahead of schedule. Let's go out and get a Taylor Hall. Well, mm-hmm. we weren't ready for a Taylor Hall. We weren't ready, and we didn't need a Phil Kessel. I mean, that, that's the bottom line, and those are the type of moves that, you know, he and, and others went out and made, and, you know, we just weren't ready for those moves. And again, right now, and there's no guarantee that you're going to get the, the right in the draft or the Bedards the next year. Uh, you, you sure hope so, but this team is, it has to have some better luck than they've had in the draft. And, and what Bill Armstrong has done with this group, we, we didn't have a draft pick. I think we had our first pick was in the fifth round this year. And you look at all the draft picks we got, you look at what we have next year. We got three first round picks. We got five second round picks. So not only are you, yeah, I mean, you just can't, you can't mess that up almost. And Bill Armstrong also, the, the thing that I love about him is that this guy went out and got the best scouting staff uh, that money can buy. And, and that's where it all starts. That, those are the guys that pound the pavement, and those are the guys that have to lift every, every stone to make sure you're, you're getting good players for your future. Tyce, uh, is there anybody on that organization that, that the fans can hang their hat on? Because prior to this season, Jacob Chikrin scored 30 goals in two seasons, and we would have all thought that, that that guy's an untouchable and you build around that guy. And now we hear uh, highest bidder can get him. Is there anyone right now, or is that still a, a draft away, an untouchable? Well, you, you talk about Chikrin and, you know, you, you guys were, you know, your player and you also want to win, right? And the players can see the writing on the wall. And that's got to be real difficult going, oh, man, yeah, I'm making good money, but I got a four, five, six, seven-year deal with Clayton Keller. I mean, do I want to be a part of this for, for this long until we start winning? Um, so the player really, truly has to buy in. And, you know, maybe that's a situation for, for Chikrin as well. I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, but, uh, you know, there is, uh, there's a lot of players like Clay- the Clayton Kellers. Clayton Keller has taken a, a massive, massive step this year. I love everything about his game right now, and I, I couldn't say that. I, at least I couldn't say that consistently the last two or three years. Uh, but yet he is still is only 23. You forget that sometimes, right? Like you, you forget these guys are young kids and they're making all this money. So the expectations are, are there from, from all of us, from the fans, from the broadcasters. So this guy's just starting to figure it out. He's got six goals in his last six games. Uh, you know, he's been our most consistent player here with Arizona. This guy I would pay money to watch. Uh, so keep your eye on him here tonight. And again, you, you talked about Chick and he's got 18 goals last year. I thought he should have been up for the, uh, at least in the conversation for the Norris. Um, so he's a guy you can certainly hang your hat on, whether he stays or whether he goes. 
Um, and then, uh, you know, after that, it's, uh, you got the Nick Smoltz's who you'd love to see more of. The other guy that I love, guys, is, is Lawson Kraus. He's cut from uh, that old school mold, uh, power forward. He's six foot four, 220 pounds, uh, and he's got some bite to his game and some, some touch to his game as well. So, uh, you know, I really like those type of players. I, I hear teams are calling for Lawson. Yeah, I, <laughs> you'd be a fool not to. Uh, is he available? You think uh, at the right price you can get Kraus? I, I think you can get probably anybody uh, on okay. this team right now if, if, if you want them. Um, like I said, this team is what are they going to be in four or five years? Uh, you know, when we move into that, that new building, uh, you know, we need super, super, superstars to fill the building, and that's how you win in the National Hockey League. We need our, our owner. No, he doesn't know a lot about hockey, but I hear him talking. He comes up. He goes, "How do I, how do I get that number ninety-seven, that McDavid guy? How do I get one of those? How do I get a McKinnon? How, how do I get one of those guys? Because it seems like everyone loves to watch those those players, and 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 they put people in the seats. And I'm like, yeah, well, you, you need to lose." And you need to get them in the draft. That's the only way you get superstars. You can't, I don't care how much money your owner has. You're not going to buy anybody. Yeah. No, it could not be more true. Uh, Tyson, I lived there, and I, you know, I played a men's league at Ice Den Chandler. Um, and you know, I saw the hockey community, and I know that there is one in that area. How has it been over your years in Arizona watching the evolution of hockey fans and their interest? Um, I can't imagine it's, it's awesome right now, but have you seen an overall growth? Oh, it's it's ridiculous. It, it really is. I still wish hockey, and I don't think we're ever, ever, ever going to be there, uh, but that hockey was actually for everybody because it's just too expensive. Ice is too expensive. Equipment's too expensive. Skate's too expensive. You know, that's the shame of, of our sport, which I think is the best sport in the world. It just is too expensive, and there's a lot of people here that would love to play it but just can't afford it long term. And, well, you know, like you, you've experienced it. There's not a rink in the world that you walk into and you see what goes on in Arizona. You walk in there on any, any day and you're going to see myself. You're going to see Derek Morris. You're going to see Ray Whitney. You're going to see Sean Burke. You're going to see Shane Doan. You're going to see Steve Sullivan. You're going to see NHLer after NHLer after NHLer. And not just in the lobby. You see them on the ice helping and teaching the kids. And, and that is what's impressive with what's going on here. And you look at the players that have come through here and that are in the NHL now that have spent time in Arizona that are now in the NHL or soon to be. I mean, it is a long, long list, which is impressive. Yeah. The 80 degree weather helps too, by oh, the yeah. way, you could have me there tomorrow. If you, uh, if you can somehow convince people I was a coyote, you know, and, and Tyson yet I can, I can go on amazon.com. And, and order a rink and have it up in like four hours in my backyard. Why can't you guys get a rink? What is going on there? Well, it's, uh, it, it's coming uh, from, I don't know all the, the ins and outs as, as far as the business side goes, but um, we have the ownership group uh, that, is, that is finally going to get it done. I, I can promise you that. Um, they got money. They got deep pockets. Um, they want to win. Uh, and uh, they're not going anywhere. And that's the other thing that people need to understand. This team is not going anywhere. It's laughable when I read all these ridiculous media people spouting off about this team, and they think that they know what's going on, and they don't. They don't. we we got a gambling license here. Um, when you have a gambling license, that's a, that's a license to print money. 
and that's what our owners uh, ownership has. They're billionaires. They're they're smarter than all of us. No matter what we like to think or how we like to read into situations, um, you know. And they're also learning. So you, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. They they haven't ever been involved in hockey, and they're they're learning. And they will get this done the right way. Um, and I know it's it's tough to watch some nights, but I'll tell you what: this team and what Bill Armstrong has done, what our ownership group has done, our head coach, and how he uh, handles this group. Uh, I can't wait because I can see what this team is going to be in four and five years. Okay, so, I mean, that that whole paying bills issue is behind these guys. Uh, that, that's been cleaned up. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about it, though, guys. I mean, if, if someone kicks you out of your house, are you going to bend over backwards to pay any bill? I mean, and I don't know the entire situation, but that's kind of what happened. Glendale kicked us out of the building. So... You know, I mean, you have to understand that part of it too, right? It's like you're not going to fix the leaks and fix this and pay that. And I mean, you're getting kicked out. You're, you're, your whole world is being tur- turned upside down, apparently, because they don't want you in the building anymore. So uh, where we end up next year is, is still up in the air, but, uh, but it, I think it'll, it'll work out just fine. So how is the, the mood there then? It can be hard to be a part of that. I, you know, I played on a terrible college team. We just lost all the time, and it's tough some days coming to the rink. It, how is the mood around that team? Is it in you know, sort of context for the players that things are going as planned and I guess not to judge your season by wins and losses necessarily? Yeah, it is tough. I mean, you want to win, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's it's it's in us. It's it's inbred in us to to win. And no matter what you make or uh, being in the NHL, it still it still hurts. It still stings. But what I do love about this club, and you'll you'll see these guys, they lack talent. There's no question about it. But they give you everything they have. You, you look at, I think we got five or six guys on our roster uh, through next year. So, I mean, through this year, and that's it. So. Everyone is fighting for their jobs, and a lot of these guys, they're, they're, they're at the end of their ropes, a lot of them. So, I mean, you, you know what it was like. I mean, when you're, you can see the end and, and you're, uh, you know, the writing's kind of on the wall, you're playing every single night like, you, like you're a rookie. You're battling. And, I mean, Andrew Ladd the other night had a, had a scrap. I mean, he's involved. I mean, this guy's played over 1,000 games in the league, and he's, he's still getting it done or trying to because they want to play past next year. Well, we're looking forward to that competitiveness tonight when the Leafs take on Arizona. Tyson, thanks for doing this, man. A lot of fun. Sounds good. Sounds good, boys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Nasher. Thanks. Former National Hockey Leaguer. And, yes, a sore loser, which I think is a badge of honor these days. Yeah, when people came on the ice like like him at the end of the game, I I always changed quickly. Didn't want to deal with that. Well, John, I was happy to go home quietly. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, again, we're... I haven't followed the the story, you know, much like others. Uh, but you know, it's a like chicken or the egg. What came first? Did you get kicked out because you didn't pay the bills, or you, you know, you didn't pay the bills, so you want to leave? Like, uh, you know, which one is it? You know, listen. Some of this is a little bit awkward because I love Tyson, and I so and I know he knows ten times as much as I do about what's going on down there. It's just. It's hard to be confident just knowing the dribs and drabs of news we get, whether it's not paying bills. Frankly, I don't trust the idea of like... Human uh, error, boys. What's that? Yeah. It was human error. Human error, and I don't trust the idea that like, ah, they're billionaires who've never been involved with hockey, so they're smart. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying I don't know where these guys are at. They don't know where they're playing next year necessarily. It just 
I don't know. And look no, that, at the roster a, right now. Human error. You, that's a great one just to plug in anywhere. They lose like 8-1 tonight. Ah, a lot of just human errors. Yeah, a lot of human <laughs> errors. Tons of human yeah. errors. Honestly, guys, well, like, hold on, Kipper. There, I'm looking yeah. at their lineup for for tonight. Like, this is what Daily Faceoff yeah. has their lineup as. You know, the bottom pair is Vladislav Kolyachunuk and Ilya Labushkin. Yanis Moser and Victor Soderstrom are the second pair. Dyson Mayo is on the tight pair, top pair with Shane Gostas pair. Like, it's, I, I mean, they don't have a chance. I, I mean, not saying they don't have a chance tonight against the Leafs. Can, anyone can win every night, but I, I just can't even believe this roster. I'm of the belief that you can tear a team down too far. Great, you have two first-rounders and five second-rounders. Like, you need them all to play soon. Because there is nothing, and you asked the question, Kipper, what do you hang your hat on? There's not a name on this team nothing. that's going to be a part of it in three years. No. Not one. No, and you can't sell jerseys. You can't do exactly. a thing. You can't sell a ticket. You can't, you know, you're in the midst of the biggest financial crisis yeah. and trying to turn this ship around, and you can't sell your product. Great that they're going to they, get a, a top guy, one guy, maybe two. Do you, do you, do you maybe bring Kodak Black in to maybe sit in the suite and, you know. Oh um, sell tickets for that show? Yeah. Oh, my God. Sam, what happened? What happened, Sam? I don't know. Twitter got weird last night. I just Can, was scrolling through, and I saw the NHL tweet out a thing about how Kodak Black was at the hockey game, and I was like, oh, that's cool. They're like, welcome, Kodak Black. And then I saw a non-NHL-affiliated video of him in a – uh, I was gonna say in a box, but I probably shouldn't say that. In a in a in a suite, um, in a suite with uh, a lovely young lady, and uh, it was right beside the owner and GM suite. I don't know how that got planned out, but I don't know what was going on there, fellas. Looked like some sort of exotic dancing. Not exactly sure. And it's not like he's he hasn't been in trouble in the past. JD, no, he's been a troll. Did you? Did you I, I was just looking at the guy's. Send us uh, what, what, what his these? rap sheet. Yeah. Yeah. No, what I is mean, it? You know, he's a very popular rapper. And just looking back at uh, going back to 20, like 16, 2015, 16, it's, I mean, he's been arrested for everything. It's, he's been in and out of jail. It's, it's guns, mostly guns, drugs, uh, abuse. It's, it's an so, endless list of things. And this guy's a- at a game in public, just having at her in a so suite. Did they promote him? Uh, on on social media officially by yes. New Jersey the NHL and did. the NHL. Yes, the NHL Prior sent out a to... tweet saying, "Welcome." Would, would Welcome they have known the his rap sheet? I'm well, sure you have to. Yeah, you'd have to. I mean, the the NHL is hungry for celebrities. Like you to know... the point where you welcome that guy, knowing what he's done in the past. <laughs> you want you yes, want that I young guess. you want that young audience. Listen, boys, I'm not I'm not going to sit here. And say that that's good for the game because that's a tough argument. Feels to like make. you're gonna. I'll be honest. But <laughs> I saw more people on Twitter, and you know, people you would never in a that, million years. So you're buying into the, be... the clicks, clicks, and uh, yeah, likes. I mean, and listen. Nah, that's a lot more people. Sam, a, a lot of more people were talking about a Florida Panthers Vancouver Canucks game on a Wednesday night than they would have been in the in years past. Let's just say that. They were talking Shout out about to it. James Myrtle, who tweeted more like the Florida No Panthers. Oh, I, <laughs> this, yeah, my favorite was Biz think, Nasty saying that. I think he was there's just, better ways to sell the game than that, promoting <laughs> that. 
Well, they deleted the tweet, Kipper. Once the other video went around, the NHL was like, maybe we're going to quietly Homer Simpson back into the bushes here. I would have loved to have seen Gary Bettman's face to see that. Oh, yeah. In, well, in one of his buildings. God, I forget who tweeted it, but someone was like, I would pay a lot of money. Or my, my dream job is whoever gets to tell Gary Bettman about this. Like, I want to be the person who gets to go to Gary's office and be like, uh, Mr. Bettman, sir, we have an issue. Kodak Black. Wow. <laughs> in the suite. The best, the best, uh, the best tweet was Biz Nasty saying that he was just helping her look for a contact lens. That's... That's when we need more games on TV. Is is it feel to you guys that we've got this really disjointed schedule here? Mm-hmm. It is. Yes. It's almost like we're waiting every Sunday for a football game. Yeah, well, Sam, yeah. you're saying it feels like the Canadians aren't in the league. Do the Canadians play hockey still? Like, the Vancouver Canucks barely play hockey. Like, there's so many teams that are postponed all the time. I don't know. It's just going to be... It just the main thing for me that I guess it goes back to is what a you know what show this is going to be trying to jam in all these games before the end of the regular season and figuring out in this gap in the Olympic break how they're going to schedule these games and how they're going to reschedule and get these games back up in Toronto. I know we were talking about it, you know, probably a month ago, but Kipper's theory of them not getting the full 82 in seems more and more likely to me no? well like doesn't that like how they, the, they can still are the, do are it the canadians gonna play 82 games why on I earth think, would the canadians play 82 games yeah i think they they think that they can get in five six games a night so <sighs> okay over the course of three weeks in february i mean geez what are we please. at a hundred yeah i guess no, I mean, Kipper, it just feels like it's going to be really condensed for teams coming down the stretch and you, know, you talk about potential injuries and quality of the product, and it, it does feel a little dicey. I know, but it feels that way every night now. And St. Louis got hit hard again. I think Parade goes back out. Did you see St. Louis no. with their COVID? No, no I didn't. Yeah, I'm not sure if list, uh, when, when they play the Leafs, whether or not they're going to have uh, – one or two key guys missing, but I, I had heard Pareko came back down on it, but um, it's almost as if guys, it's just, we're beyond a level of competitiveness and we're just into a survival mode. We're just, mm-hmm. we're just about getting the games in and then we'll, we'll deal with how competitive they are after. Yeah. No, that that's absolutely it. It's about making the money and getting through the games and all the obligations and advertisements and all that. And that feels a little crummy. But, you know, we are still getting games in front of fans. We are still getting some really good hockey. This Atlantic is really good. Um, did you guys want to do the All-Star game? You want to talk just, about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to say that the discrepancy between what teams have played in terms like the Vegas have played 39 games. That's the most amount of games they've played the uh, tied with Anaheim who have played 39 games. And then you go down to the bottom of the list. The Islanders have played 28 games. Ottawa's played 29 games. Uh, Dallas has played like trying to balance this out with teams that have played so much and teams that haven't played. God, who would be a schedule maker? It's just going to be a nightmare trying to figure this out. It's just, there's such a huge discrepancy between teams that have played games and haven't. And I, I saw someone writing about um, how badly that these games, let's say they got to play games in front of no fans to get them in. 
the the bottom line of the NHL is going to get crushed here. And escrow for players is going to be high. Like, this is not good for players, is it, Kip? No, no, no. And uh, it's it's well documented. There's not much they, they, they can do. Uh, they made their, their bed. Lie in it. And that's the bottom line. It's a formula now. And if they can't... If they... Uh, get to a point where they can't make up the money that uh, they'll need to, then I'm sure Gary knocks on the door and, and takes uh, the percentage off their salaries next year. Man, that's rough. That's rough. And I'm looking at like Montreal, who is obviously a big driver of revenue. Uh, quick question for you guys. If Carey Price is available to them, if he, want, if he wants to play, do you play Carey Price this year? Do you put him in games? He's only going to hurt your draft stock, right? There, there's a lot of people trying to convince Carey to shut it down right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, I think it's Carey's call. Uh, right now, it's uh, he's still not 100% healthy or he, it, it's getting there, but it's been a much slower process. They were talking Physically. about maybe after Christmas playing. Yeah. And there was also the, the feeling that maybe the Olympics could be there for him. Uh, but at this point, uh, if I'm Carey and I've watched – Jonathan Taves shut it down for a year. Why is that such a hard decision? And then, oh, I'm in. From, if I'm Gary, yeah, I know. I want in. I want in to play. Like if I'm him, I'm. It's been too long. I dealt with something that. Where been, is where's the upside? Well, the play? upside is just getting your brain back to normalcy, becoming a player, getting back in the routine. Yeah. You know, getting the feel for the puck, Seeing not the going guys. into the next si- season, being like, I wonder if I can still do it. It's been forever. I don't know. Yeah, I would, that's. I would want that. That, that may be his mindset, JB. I, I, I can't debate that. I mean, yeah. that that a hundred percent, he could be there. But uh, at at this point, I would think that it would be less about worrying about my ability and long term. Where do I see myself? Like, mm-hmm. would you not sit down with management and say, "Is this still a good fit here? Paying me ten and a half." Look at where the team is. Look how far it is from competing again. Uh, what can we work out? Do I want to continue my my career? Yeah. That whole thing about him being available in the waiver wire, there's more to the story than meets the eye on that one, guys. It reminds me of the Luongo situation. Remember when Luongo was like, yeah, but my contract sucks, like about getting traded, him, him admitting that? Like, I just don't see how price can be moved or picked up or anything given the number he's being paid, even if it is best that he's somewhere else. By the way, playing for Montreal would not be a lot of fun. We've been savaging Arizona on this show. They have a 258 winning percentage. They're 723-3. and three. The Habs, 265, 723-4. So they're the Coyotes. So that's not great either. So it's that that to me is the bigger question, not whether or not he'll he'll come back in in two or three weeks, but will come back. Is is he going to come back at all? Has he seen his last game already with the Montreal Canadiens? That to me is the 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 bigger question. What does he want? Mm-hmm. He's got to he's got to go try win a Stanley Cup. That's what I would think. His competitive juices are telling him, and that is not in Montreal. That's not happening there anytime soon. So where do you see a fit? And how much can Montreal get that that cap hit down? If is it manageable? Is it tradable at eight? Well, and how, how much longer is it? Like you don't want to retain for so many years. They may have to. 
They are their top of the cap friendly charts for having spent the most money here, which is not uh, ideal. But yeah, Carey Price's deal. When does that run through? Uh, I don't have it in front of me anyway. But yeah, it's no, 25, 26. Okay. So, I mean, it's just, just so, so many years of retained money, right? Three more seasons so, after this but, one? Three, look, look three more seasons after this where you may have to eat two and a half million per year. Well, two and a half you can live with, but you can't do like a 50% retention or something well, like that. Well, okay. Two and a half gets you to eight. I mean, it's not a horrible number to get a carry price if he can. No, you're not regain, wrong. Regain his prime. Yeah, yeah, and, and he still he, should be. In presumably, his prime. you're getting a healthy, a healthy guy too. You know, who's kind of de- hopefully dealt with some some other issues um, off the ice. So that'll be a fascinating one to keep an eye on for sure. For sure. You want to talk uh, All Star Game, Kipper? Yeah, sure. Can we, <laughs> Begrudgingly. Uh, can, can we cancel this thing? <laughs> okay, so Leo, what is the scenario here? This is going to be after, or sorry, before the, the what would have been the Olympic break? Correct. Okay. The, the, Correct. They were supposed to go to Vegas, play in the All-Star game, and then the majority of them jump on a plane uh, uh, overseas for the Olympics. That that was the game plan. Right. And so the plan for this is uh, Saturday, February fifth. Uh, and you know what kills me about this is, doesn't seem like the players want to go in a year where you know COVID protocols are going to be strict. They can't go have fun in Vegas. <laughs> they didn't want to go uh, before COVID. True. This so, this is like a cherry on top. COVID included, and also. I, I got to be honest, guys. I can't stand this thing where we pick a player from every team. Like, sorry uh, that this is not house hockey. Not everyone gets a cookie here. But, like, Columbus, you don't have anyone going, guys. But having to pick a guy like that means denying someone who deserves to go. Are you guys pro every team gets a guy? Um, what is uh, – first of all, when when we were kids growing up, that was a huge deal. The All-Star Game Being was a the, huge the, deal to me. Oh, my God. And then watching, you know, a guy like Gretzky score four goals and what it meant oh, to uh, Oh, and Nolan's an, iconic point and score to me is one of the, the biggest All-Star, All-Star Game goals. Setting records, and uh, that was a huge deal. And being named on it, uh, you know, for contract status, and, oh, he's an All-Star. Oh, my yeah. God, NHL All-Star. And now it's – there's there, the, the cachet's gone completely gone it is and when did it happen when they went uh i don't know north america versus europe i, I don't know when when it when it kind of lost I liked it's, that. it's luster i like that yeah I, I divisions doesn't mean a ton to me i'm with you i, I like that there'd be some other but I, I agree that the the shine of it is off and knowing that the players don't want to go you know them having to put in rules like if you skip the all-star game for injury, you have to miss the next game was like so telling about how guys felt about it. I don't, I'm not sure exactly. Three on three. Is it still three on three? Great question. <laughs> that's how yes. little we've yeah. Yes. yes. It is. It, oh, it is. A three-game tournament played in the three-on-three three format. John Scott going and winning MVP. You know? Yeah. Didn't do I thought it that was in- funny. I enjoyed that. Listen, I, as far as uh, sure. yeah, the, the local – the local fan base, whether, you know, it's, I don't know, places like L.A. or Nashville. like It's like that the outdoor game. It's lost a lot of its luster nationally, but locally it, it does a lot. It does a lot for sponsors. It does a lot for the local fans, or even if you want to make a trip into it, if you're a hardcore yeah. 
NHL fan, th- there's value in it. There's no question. But I, one of the it's it's not what it used to be. No, like one of the pieces of memorabilia I have in my house, and I don't have many, is like a a, a puck from my dad made the eighty whatever All Star game in LA at the forum and he kept that and like a ruler he got from there, you know, cause it was a big deal to, for having been a part of it. And part of me and my frustration with how we pick the teams is that I think it should go to the guys, the best players in the league and not be in this sort of charity case. And I'm only complaining about it cause I was uh, picking the Metro division all-stars for a TV segment tonight. And to get someone from every team, you got to leave, you know, Kuznetsov can't be on it. Gensel can't be in it. Panarin wasn't on my team. So I could get in Jack Hughes and Matt Barzal and guys who don't necessarily deserve it. So that's another reason for me that it's not. Didn't, didn't you grow up where you got a ribbon? You're young enough. You got a ribbon. An ESO participation award. (laughs) And that's where we're at with the NHL. You can't have a NHL all-star weekend and, and not include the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, I would love to. So who's going? <laughs> who's going on Montreal? <laughs> who's their NHL all-star? Pizzetta. Yeah, send Pizzetta. Send Pizzetta. You know, I the uh, the one thing I will say for the Canadians, Nick Suzuki's defensive statistics are actually quite good. So there you go. Nick Suzuki, uh, defensive all-star on a team that is dying out there. Eight, $8 million worth? Eight million worth of D. There's two nets out there. I forget whose quote is that. There's two nets out there. So they're, they're both just important. to close out this NHL All Star thing. It'll be interesting to see which one, which guys go and which guys don't go, but, and which guys have injuries, who doesn't. It, it'll play out just like it has I'm the last sure five, seven years. Yeah. I'm sure they're gonna be pissed off though going to this. Like they, they're we. Oh, we can gather for this at a location, but we can't gather for the Olympics. Imagine there's a COVID outbreak in like one of those dressing rooms. All, all these guys go back to their teams. All the best players are in protocol. Hey. Like Brad Marchand, you're going to get him to go there with a smile on his face? No chance. Oh, Which could you imagine? Listen, could make great TV. You're nuts if you think he's the only one that is oh, no pissed way. because he is yeah. he's just the spokesperson for about, you know, a lot of stars out there that, that aren't very happy. So How do you think Phil Kessel feels having gone the one goes. year they embarrass someone? You know, when they do the whole pick and last pick. How do you think Phil Kessel reflects uh, oh, on his yeah. all-star experiences? Picking oh, teams. Oh, taking the picture with the flip phone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somehow Phil, the thrill with his cups, got the last laugh game. Yeah. Yeah, I think. He, yeah. he did. Some tells me he doesn't care. No, n- not at all. Not at all. And just to bring it around here, we talked about the Boston Bruins a little bit. Tuka Rask, guys. Still right. a pretty good goalie. You know, it'll be interesting to see how quickly he can come around or if it's enough. But, you know, Boston heating up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, um, you know, the the Boston team save percentage on the le- on the year is like 916. Or sorry, not 916. Is 16th in the NHL. So middle of the pack goaltending this season. I got to believe Tuka Rask gives them above league average goaltending, which means they get better. Um, and as I mentioned, a better Bruins team, a little intimidating knowing how everyone else in that team is Patrice Bergeron having an, another unbelievable season. Is he ever going to stop doing this? You, need I, a, I would, you want I would a cup really of the punctured lung. Isn't he going to retire would, at some point? I would really like if he was just like, you know what, guys, I'm good next year. And he's like, you know what? I think I've had enough of this. Pull a I, you know, I've, I've had a great yeah. career. I think I'm done. 
I have no more fan. tormenting Toronto Maple Leaf fans. You're, we're done. <laughs> tormenting Sammy. Oh, haunts my dreams, Patrice Bergeron. Truly, haunts no, my no dreams. No bigger compliment to a player than, like, the fear he instills in in other fans. Not not from an offensive point of view, just like, ah, you know, he, they have that He's going to be there. Yeah. He's going to make the right play. He's going to make a big play. He's going to be there when it matters. Not overwhelmed He's by the moment. No, win, lose, no. pucks, He's, win, face-off. He gives, like, yeah. Patrice, if you're listening, pal. You scare the hell out of me every game you ever play against the Leafs, and I'm sure he's listening. Well, <laughs> big, hey, listen, the, the the path for the Toronto Maple Leafs is going to go through Florida, Tampa Bay, or good chance Boston. Now, that oh, is Sounds get fun. ready, Sammy. Oh, Sammy's talked about how you got to slay the dragon. Doesn't matter who you play in the first round. You got to get over the hump. You got to be. So he's not a. That was a Boston the, sock. He wants that was the a Boston sucked. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> now they're good again. Yeah. Good luck to you. Well, let's let's just hope we get there. And we'll keep an eye on Evander Kane now. I'm told he can still sign with any club right now. Okay. So they they may have to just they may sign him and then just deal with the uh the investigation after, but uh he is still free to sign with any NHL club. I guess there were McDavid quotes today that he where he made it pretty clear he wants Kane on the Oilers. Well I should put it over the top. That was a given when we saw Ken Holland. Yeah. That 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 Ken Holland does not give the green light for for second chances without Connor McDavid's blessing. So eighth chance. That that was a given. Yeah. Okay. Our thanks to Luke Fox, Tyson Nash, and Al Morgani. Fun show, guys. Really appreciate it as always. Enjoy the hockey game tonight, Toronto, Arizona. And we'll be back here tomorrow to talk that and more on the NHL. Real Kipper and Bourne, right back at it tomorrow. Thanks, everybody.